everyone. This is the Easy Allies Podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bosman, and joining us this week, Ben Moore. Howdy. Daniel Bloodworth. Howdy. Brandon Jones. Howdy. And on the switcher, Ian Hink. Howdy. Yeah, howdy train. <laughs> That's a good howdy train. It's time to play Recruit Me. This is where patrons of Easy Allies submit RPG characters to join our party. I am an ogre who mm. will step in front of any blast coming your way. Blast? Blast. I will protect you from harm and remove poisons or negative spells cast against you and redirect them onto myself. Whoa. But... <laughs> but... <laughs> I smell real bad. Anytime we are not in combat, I will whine about how much pain I am in <laughs> I, and remind you all that you owe me for all the times I've saved your necks. My name is Reginald. Would you have me join this party? This is from Grayson, by the way. Thank you, Grayson. Yeah, I'm down. You're in for Reginald? I can tune stuff like that out. Really, <laughs> really I can watch for that. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I think I'd rather die than deal with this thing. <laughs> well, you just might. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Take I could. Take a blast. I think I could put up with it. No. No. Uh, I'm out. Gotta convince Ben. I don't know. Ian, how do you feel about Reginald? Uh, you know, if there's one quality you want in a meat shield, it's just quiet. But yeah. Look, I, the, I would take it. So the thing is, he's not quiet. I know. See, the other thing that I, I want to bring up really quick is, Brandon, yeah. you, in Blood, you said you could deal with it and tune it out. Reginald strikes me as the kind of person that would not let you, that would, like, yeah. <laughs> not just talk in the air, but would get in your face and grab you and, yeah, no, I, I, can we kill party members? Are we allowed to do that? Kyle can. <laughs> essentially, oh he's pretty good at it. Yeah, the, the odds of them surviving outside of the party are so low, it's essentially a death, a, gotcha. a, a death knell, what is it called? Death sentence? Death sentence, thank yeah. you. It's a death sentence. But if he's like our, our enemy, he's going to take a lot of hits. He's going to be whining the whole time, though. But he's going to... Yeah, because here's, the thing. Fight this here's the thing. To me, it's like an attitude thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's 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 not necessarily the whining itself. It's that this person is doing this for the wrong reasons. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 100%. And he is a romance option, but I think just like the wrong kind of romance to be mm. in, you oh know? Oh my gosh, Might be a romance. fun romance. I just always so demanding. Always just yeah. If whining is yeah. in your character description. I'm yeah. not gonna try to romance you. Can we make like a joke out of it, like, like oh Reginald, haha, like just emotionally blast him too. I mean, you if see, you can, if, I mean, if they if they want to brag about it like this and and get in your face, I imagine that they have some deep insecurities that might come out in an intimate moment that might be fun, mm. could be meaningful, could be a good cutscene. Wait, are we coming around? Is Reginald in the party? No, no, no. Romance oh, okay, option. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <not the> <laughs> All right, we'll see if Reginald survives at the end of this podcast. It's time for corrections. Begin corrections music, please. Uh, vape this bro saw the Harry Potter trailer at a mall. We learned it was at a. It was like a what? mall thing. Just like, hey, would you like to do a little? You know, they'll pull in people sometimes oh. for, for research, okay. market research. It's like, hey, you look like the right age group. Do you want to come and watch some trailers? We'll pay you. And he's like, little did they bro, know. So, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Huh? Didn't they, bro? Didn't like they leave or like delete their account or something? Or yeah, the account was deleted. This was a correction. Someone was just like, oh, if you read the whole thing, the original post, oh. vape this bro said that is part of the market research thing. They were that was they were pulled aside in a mall and either was left in the room alone with that laptop or recorded that in front of the person doing that. Yeah, mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. I mean, Crazy. if you're in a mall, okay. probably you're not 
like. You oh, but don't it's care. off to the side. It was often like a room. No, no, but I mean, like, if you're the guy running the the Harry Potter game in a mall, you're probably just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I think that's what happened. I think it was an eh, whatever person. Uh, Dreamcast had crossplay with PC games. I have three here. Okay. Uh, oh, go ahead. Was was Quake three one of them? Yeah. Sounds right. How is that? Even, how? How <laughs> could someone on a Dreamcast compete with someone on PC in Quake Three? Well, I think you can you can use keyboard and mouse for Dreamcast. Oh I heck you yeah! Can for sure. Quake as well. Okay. And on Dream on Dream, I mean obviously in Quake you can use keyboard and mouse, but on Dreamcast specifically, I think you can. Uh, the other two are more obscure: Four x Four Evo, a racing game, and Maximum Pool, a billiards game. Wow. It took me a second to realize that you were talking about pool, and I was trying to imagine what. This game called Maximum Pool. Oh, like a cool high dive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a roots really deep. Yeah, yeah. Man, I kind of want to play that game. Uh, ooh, I have more more information about Mexico City. As of 2016, Mexico Distrito Federal, which is federal district, exists no more. And Mexico's capital is now simply called Ciudad de Mexico, which is CDMX. However, many Mexicans still call the city DF because... That's just what we're used to calling the capital. I really like CDMX, though. That's yeah. a cool name for a city. But I get it. DF's just way easier. Hagrid's only big because his mom was a giant, so it stands to reason that Dadgrid would not be big. True. Nice. End corrections music, please. Really good correction right there. <laughs> love it. Yeah, I love oh, Hey, weird little minutia, please. Uh, updates. You know, I like to do updates. These aren't too happy. Jones, don't smile, please. Because uh, <laughs> Telltale fired... Remember we talked about Telltale firing everybody yeah. but 25 people? Uh, over the last seven days, they have fired the remaining 25 people. Mm. Is it confirmed? Because I know, like... Telltale has not said it, but... Because I know, like, there was definitely a person that was right. on the skeleton crew that was like, oh, but it wasn't clear whether it was everybody. Right, because Telltale hasn't had a release about that still, but I guess that's There's just like what the reporting is. There's, like, still some people on board? There's still some people there. Okay. Because I saw the guy that did that. I saw the tweet where he's like, hey, remember how I said I was staying on? Well, I got fired today, too. And then clarified in a reply, it, everyone didn't get fired, just my team. Like, I said I was still going to stay on. Got I'm it. not working there anymore. I think there are still people there. Thanks, Jones. How According many? According to that tweet. I said, yeah. How many we don't know? Yeah, who knows? Yeah. More. However, we also learned in the last seven days that Skybound Games will finish the final season of The Walking Dead. That's happy. That's ha you know what? That's happy. Skybound, if you haven't heard of them before, I hadn't either. That's Robert Kirkman's company. Yeah. Uh, they publish Walking Dead comics, and so they have a gaming division, which hasn't developed anything yet, but has published Walking Dead games. So I guess apparently they want to get together with some of the members of the original team uh, to finish off the final season of Walking Dead. It's happening. That's interesting. Be curious to see how the details of that work out. Yeah. I assume it's going to be okay. You know what I mean? I, I assume it's going to be... Almost as if it, nothing had changed, almost, mm. at the end product. I have no idea how deep Robert Kirkman's pockets are, but I, it seems to me that there's like a personal investment there. That that yeah. this was picked up not because it's a money opportunity, but we sure. we love The Walking Dead. We, we publish The Walking Dead, and we want this product with The Walking Dead in it to succeed. It's my impression. You have to license the engine, though, right? Like you can just like hire that team to to do whatever, but that engine, dude. I mean, it's not just the engine. I mean, you have to get the code for what's already built. Like yeah. those those things are partially made. It's gonna be a tough deal to crack. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't imagine the people left at Telltale have a lot of uh, 
power in negotiation anymore. Right. Right. And they can't be like, no, more money. It's like, well, no, you're gone. <laughs> like, <laughs> you'll take what we give you. We have a lot of news this week. We have so much news to talk about. I don't know how we're going to scram it all into this podcast. Lots of really interesting things. Let's start with today's hottest topic. A report from Kotaku this morning mm-hmm. stating that Microsoft is deep in the stages of acquiring Obsidian. Pretty nuts. Good get. Mm-hmm. Great get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They, they made it clear it's not, not over, right, that anything could fall apart in the final stages, but that this deal is basically a done deal through multiple people uh, familiar with what's going on over there. Uh before we go into good idea, bad idea, I want to look a little bit at Obsidian. Obsidian mm-hmm. Entertainment, I think, is what they're referred to as. Because um, it's an interesting studio. And oh, yeah. it's, it's one of those things where I didn't do a deep dive and was like, oh, let's actually look at all of their games. And obviously, I don't want to do half a podcast like we did for Telltale. But I think it's an interesting history. So there's a studio called Black Isle who mm-hmm. made uh, Fallout 2, Planescape Torment, and Icewind Dale. Which was apparently like a big series. I'd never heard of Icewind Dale before. Mm-hmm. Oh, Icewind you you Dale have? Too, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Black Isle made those games. Uh, that studio was shut down by a company that owned it. And so those people went on to make uh, Obsidian in 2003 is when Obsidian started. Their first game, can we guess what their fir- the first game developed by Obsidian oh, Entertainment cool. is? I cannot. I'm staring at Ben. I got nothing. I can't either. I'm trying to... Um, I'll give you a hint. Wasn't as well received as the game that preceded it. This is a sequel. Nice Sailor Republic 2? Yes. That was the oh. first game. You're right. That was oh. the first game Obsidian damn developed. It, I knew that. Did damn you? It, damn it, damn it. Not their fault, that, though. Yeah, that, less that than a year. Was, exactly, yes. yeah. That hint yep. was really... All that, yep. oh. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so that was their first game. Uh, yeah, not easy coming out of the gate with that kind of pressure. and just. Sure. But it's interesting that the studio had that kind of trust even out of the gate. Uh, Neverwinter Nights 2 happened two years later in 2006. Mm. Uh, Alpha Protocol in mm-hmm. 2010 from Obsidian. Uh, Fallout New Vegas, same year, 2010. So again, we see, hey, we know the people who work who own the studio and are developers on this team. We trust you to make fallout new Vegas and people that's, that's a fallout three expansion. Basically people love that still. It's not yeah, exactly yeah. a fallout three expansion, but yeah, sure. Yeah. How does it work? It's it's standalone, right? Yeah. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's a full yeah. gigantic game. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Its yeah. Own cool. full, it has its own yeah. expansions. Yeah. Yeah. Sequel. Yeah. It has its own expansions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. It has its own, it has its own series of DLC. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's a full release. Neat. Yeah. Uh, same engine though, right? Mm-hmm. As Fallout 3? Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, cool, cool. it's uh, uh, yeah. I mean, they, you could compare it to like Majora's Mask, basically. Another sequel next, Dungeon Siege Three. Hmm. Yeah, it's like oh, okay, <laughs> and that happened in 2011. I I didn't play Dungeon Siege Three, but and I don't even remember what people said about it. Hmm. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, 2014 is a very interesting game. It's another RPG. So another IP they don't necessarily own. But South Park? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Came out in 2014. Remember, we have next-gen consoles at that point that we're very excited about. This game was delayed like nuts. Uh, yeah. Originally with THQ, and then Ubisoft picked it up. This poor game delayed, delayed, delayed. Finally came out in 2014 on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. I forgot 360. actually that THQ started it, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, cool though. I mean, that's another cool, diverse game that the studio is that putting the out. Stick of Truth. Stick of Truth. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Why does 2014 feel like it was two years ago and not four years? Ago? <laughs> Time is really. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> Pillars of Eternity was 2015. Mm-hmm. And now, 2000, that, like that does feel like yesterday. Pillars of, Pillars yeah. of Eternity. Yeah. You know, 2015 feels like oh, that was pretty. Skyforge also 2015. This is an MMO that I was completely unfamiliar with. I've heard about Sky it, but I don't know. I, about yeah, it. I remember seeing trailers for Skyforge. Is this I remember getting like, like emails about Skyforge. Build but. the towers really high in the sky, and you were like, I might be thinking of something else. Hey, that sounds like that sounds right. Okay. It sounds like you're forging something in the sky. Yeah, yeah. The, the, okay. uh, the Wikipedia <laughs> expression said nothing beyond that was an MMO. Apparently, um, it has a battle royale mode now. Oh, hey, nice. sure. Skyforge is still going. Apparently, cool. SF.my.com. Um, oh, it's one of those. Okay. Oh, that's the one that basically saved the company. That that publisher was one. Okay, that makes more sense. Okay, uh, Pathfinder Adventures is 2016. Another game I've never heard of before. That's a strategy game. Um, Tyranny 2016. Mm-hmm. That is an RPG. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pillars of Eternity 2 this year, 2018, and that's it so far. That is every Obsidian game that they have developed. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. There is one more game that's been announced that's in development with 2K. 2K's got a, 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 a division called Private Division that's made to publish uh, smaller scale medium games, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, they have only, Private Division has only so far published uh, Kerbal Space Program versions, versions of that game. Mm-hmm. So that's a really, really new studio, publisher, excuse me. So we'll see what kind of games they're going to come out with. But Man. yeah, there's an RPG in development with them. Anyway, that's Obsidian. That is who Microsoft intends to buy. That's such a fascinating lineup of games and speak because, like, on one hand, that's a really eclectic set of games, but there's also a very obvious through line in all of them, and you just don't see that in so many things. Is the obvious through line quality RPGs? Well, well quality not writing even, not even, for one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, not only quality RPGs, but RPGs that really focus a lot on choice and just a. a a very specific style that is kind of applied to a bunch of different well-known properties while also mixing in their own thing that is kind of similar to past stuff but brand new it's just it's interesting they they occupy a space that i feel like almost no one else does for sure so and here's microsoft coming to say uh, we want that yeah mhm hmm <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting hmm uh blood seems positive you think this is a good thing I think it can be. Uh, the The thing with the early Obsidian was it always felt like they didn't have enough room or budget or time, uh, or they had other limitations like having to work with the Fallout Three engine. Sure. You know. Yep. To to make the kind of quality game that was you know they had the potential to make. Yeah. Um, and so obviously the the benefit with Microsoft is if they got a similar type of deal as Ninja Theory claims they've gotten where Microsoft is going to be completely hands-off uh, and let them do their thing, then we could get some really cool things out of it. Uh, where things could get a little weird is if Microsoft wants them to make some kind of Halo RPG or Gears RPG or something like that where they're going to like have a bunch more limitations thrown on them. I love a Halo RPG. Get out of here. 
I would love that game. Oh, yeah, I would love Halo. That RPG. would be sick. Absolutely, I'm with you 100%. Make them do it, Microsoft. Force their hand. <laughs> um. <laughs> but, like, for, I mean, Alpha Protocol, I think, yeah. is a game that has a lot of interesting potential. Yeah. But they just didn't have the money to Was it back Sega it who published that one? Yeah, yeah, it was Sega. Yeah. Um, so, kind of like how we just talked about uh, uh, that Robert Kirkman studio, like, putting out uh, Walking Dead, not necessarily for the profits, but, you know to make people happy for the look for 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 customer satisfaction i almost feel like that's what this purchase is and even in the uh kotaku's reporting they mentioned that microsoft is looking to expand in the pc gaming space and so i think even my yeah that's initial- actually a very interesting part because like the right now they're best known for games that are primarily pc games exactly yeah, yeah. and so when i saw that headline i'm like oh are they gonna make a, make console games and i'm looking into it it's like no microsoft wants like a really established pc developer i feel like obsidian is riding the, this high right now particularly with pills of eternity and pills of eternity 2 which is reviewing extremely well and when you play something like pillars of eternity uh like playing pillars of eternity 2 recently not only is it a, a text-heavy game that focuses heavily on choice and you have this huge world, uh, but the amount of detail that they go in makes sense for this kind of like crowdfunded, we're appeasing a very specific type of people that know exactly what they want, where it's like you'll be in a conversation and you can highlight over a term and it's like, okay, well, here's this huge explanation on this thing. And so it's, it's a game that is really... I wouldn't say it's not trying to be accessible, but it it has this understanding. It has kind of this uncompromising attitude with it that you always would worry about, I think, with a studio acquisition. But at the same time, you mentioned like a Halo RPG, and I think about like Fable. Like, mm-hmm. what if they oh, give yeah. Fable to Obsidian? You're like, oh no, is that what they want to do? Would they be like thrust Obsidian into this thing? Could easily make the best Fable. But game. then you go exactly, <laughs> exactly. The best one. Yeah. Then you go. Well, they run wild with it. Yeah. And it could be amazing. However, Obsidian has built up this really dedicated, really passionate fan base. Even if they knocked it out of the park with Fable, would that upset them? Like, w- would they? Is that not what they want? I, I I don't know. It's just, I feel so on the fence with this because it really could go either way. It really makes me chuckle. What it makes me, you chuckle? Because we have like all, like we you so, somebody could put together the list of Molyneux promises that never happened. <laughs> and Obsidian could probably deliver Dude, on all, all of, of that yeah. stuff. Oh, it's talking yeah, Fable in particular? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, it's fun. I mean, the rumors are that that Playground is actually working on the new Fable game, which is pretty exciting in its own way. Hmm. Um, Just kind of a thought experiment, really. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. But then, what I think you bring up is interesting is that yeah, it's not. I feel like there there are two maybe there are more than two different kinds of exclusives, but there are exclusives that I think build up your prestige. Yeah. You know that that make you uh, make the the core fan base more excited about your brand. You know, and there's also the the exclusives that just sell well. They're money making exclusives. You buy that studio because they're going to make you money, or you work with that studio because they're going to make you money on those exclusives. Uh, it's weird. I used to not think that the second ones happened too much. You know, I used to think like your exclusive game isn't. It's just there for the look. It's just there to make your 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 platform unique. Uh, but uh, Nintendo has proven, obviously, Sony has proven that exclusive games can be on the top of the charts. I I actually think a little bit about CD Projekt Red. Sure. And I think about the very interesting path that they've kind of walked, where The Witcher 1 is not 
an easy game to go back to, and they sort of took this thing and evolved it and, and got more resources and got more fame over time without really taking away a lot of what people loved. I mm-hmm. mean, think about how universally acclaimed The Witcher 3 is, and I think about Obsidian, and I think about how talented that studio is and how good they are at creating worlds and stories, and I can envision them making something that is as well-received and potentially as big as The Witcher 3. So, that, yeah, this could be a really fascinating, amazing gamble. Like, yeah. if you are the ones to to put the resources there and to make this this project happen, yeah, that could be incredible to them, especially going into a new generation. Hmm. Yeah, it's funny. It's, it's a... Uh, it's... A, a weird wrinkle to the story that maybe we should add to it is that in 2013 or 12, 2012, uh, Microsoft canceled an exclusive game Obsidian was working on for them called Stormlands. And that was just like an open oh. thing. Hmm. Their CEO would come, came, kind of came out and said, yeah, our relationship with Microsoft wasn't very good on this. We didn't have people pulling for it. And I guess near the end, like when it was just about to be greenlit, Microsoft pulled out and said, Obsidian, we're sorry. We don't see this going anywhere. But uh, recent reporting is that like, hey, it's just a completely different crew right now at Microsoft. You know, it's the the Phil Spencer era. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's kind of an unlikely pairing. But yeah, Ben, if you're Obsidian... And someone says, hey, you'll never have to kickstart a game again. Right. How do you say no? How do you say, oh, please? Uh, I don't know if it was Kotaku that mentioned this, but I I really agree with it, that if they're going this direction, I imagine it's not just Obsidian, that there might be other purchases of this size they're coming that come in a bundle. Yeah. Hmm. And I like that. I like, well, I like that in the sense that they're, there would be a strategy here. There would be a purpose. There would be like, this is what you're getting next generation. Uh, that could be really exciting. And what did they bought at E3? They announced like 15 or something studios. Just four. Well, yeah. they bought four, but made it, making yeah. it 15 or something like that. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. That they have 15 internal studios. Yeah. yeah. Man. So, Ninja like, they're Theory just adding to that. Obsidian are good. Yeah. Good gets. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think, I think playground is the one that's going to pay off the most. Sure. In, that's fair. Uh, and turn, did they buy turn 10 or they had, had, turn 10's had turn always 10? been them. Yeah. Got it. Cool. Yeah. It's one of the 15, I guess. What does playground make? Uh, uh they make Forza, Forza Horizon, Horizon games. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. But to like allow that team to like go off and make an RPG or an action RPG, would it be so cool? That'd be nuts. Not, yeah. not saying they're going to do this, Kyle, but imagine Microsoft gives Obsidian one of their properties and they make a great game, but it's just so different than what that series is known for. Mm-hmm. Is that a, is that a potentially a problem? Does that... No, create man. this weird schism. That's Metroid Prime. That is Metroid mm. Prime. Like I'm, I'm ready for more of those. You know what sure. I mean? I'm, yeah, I'm I way think cool with that. Yeah. I think Metroid Prime is a really perfect example there. Yeah. Yeah, but I think, I think to me, and unless Playground is somehow working on Fable and not something else, like to me, Fable is like the closest perfect fit. It yeah. Really, is, like it's been sitting there not doing anything. I am not a huge Fable fan, and the more I think about it, the more that that could just be amazing. Yeah. The impression I get, though, is that Microsoft wants new stuff. They want more than Fable Gears, Halo, Forza. Sure. You know, they want, yeah. they want more. And I think this is really the time for them to create those series that, that it's almost like rebuilding the brand in a way. Yeah. Like, get those new exclusive games, pump out two or three of them in the next generation. It feels like good guy Microsoft. Jones, did you agree? Is this like a good PR move? 
that they're willing to buy Obsidian? I think so. I've been seeing mostly positive stuff. I mean, a lot of people are negative anytime with exclusives. Rise of the Tomb Raider was just like, ugh. You know, like, it, it potentially there are moves in, that uh, Xbox could make, or they can make, uh, you know, on behalf of PC and Xbox. People are like, I, you know, that's not the series that I wanted to suddenly be exclusive to one console. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I, I was happy when I saw that. I, I think, especially from this company, like you were saying, that's, that's crowdfunded a lot of their projects. Um, but I would be, I don't know, like, I just, did we have this conversation before after E3 where we were like, what Microsoft specific properties are Ninja Theory and all these other companies specifically going to be working on now? Or, uh, I think it's way more likely that they would, you know, we'd get a Pillars 3 exclusive to Xbox and PC. We uh, The Pillars sure. 1 and 2 didn't come to consoles, right? It did. Well, Pillars 1 came to consoles. Pillars 2 has not come to consoles yet. I mean, there you go. Exclusively yeah. to Xbox. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good get. You're right. They could just say, keep making Pillars. Go nuts. You're totally right that they could do that. Yeah, I think I I really felt like a, a new wave of of stuff from uh, from Phil and from Microsoft when they announced all these new companies that they were picking up, and I think every single one of these new things, I, I would have to imagine there's some kind of project already. There's something that there was something they brought to that meeting, and it was like, okay, we're buying this company to then obviously make more stuff, and hopefully this will be a relationship that'll benefit us for decades. But specifically, you're going to make this this thing you showed us today based on what we've seen you do in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would be surprised if any of these companies that they picked up go off and make something wildly different than stuff they've done before. Yeah, the We Happy Few studio. Who knows what they're going to make? Mm. Right. Can't, yeah. can't remember the name. I'm sorry about that. Compulsion. Uh, thank you. Nice. Bloodworth. Nice. Blood. Compulsion. Uh, I expect to hear more of that at XO18. I oh. bet that's an XO18 yeah. announcement. Oh. oh, okay, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, ooh, we have this is so interesting. So, uh, Nintendo patents a lot of things. I've seen a lot of Nintendo patents of things that never came to fruition. They're they're always like dorky and weird, and you're like, why did they patent this? It's not happening. I saw a patent. A lot of many people saw this patent. It was widely <laughs> reported on. Uh, that was patented in March of 2018, in March of this year. For was well, filed, but the documentation also said September 27th. Like, September 27th date it was on there, too. Cool. So that's, like, when it went through, I guess? that's when. Yeah, it, maybe that's when it, like, was published on the website. I don't know exactly how it works. Yeah, here's the nutty thing is that any of you can go to the Patent Office website of the United States and look at this thing. And you will see a diagram of a cell phone case that clasps around your cell phone and turns it into a Game Boy. And I know you're thinking, like, I already have a Game Boy case. It's really cool. But here's how this works is basically it clasps around it. It makes a window into your touchscreen. And then the buttons of the Game Boy, they just touch through to your touchscreen. Yeah. And so and basically that's what the patent is. Buttons. Like, they've got the diagrams of, like, how the buttons work and everything. And it's like, that's basically like a normal, like, NES button or Game Boy button. Yeah, right? I don't think they'll feel bad. It looks like a good D-pad. It looks like good buttons. It looks like a Game Boy. Hmm. And I think we all presume that this is how a Game Boy Classic would be implemented. Yeah. So you would buy it, and maybe it comes for a code to download the app or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. And otherwise, you could just get the app, but then you'd have to push the screen. With your stupid thumbs. Yeah. Yeah. And Isn't hopefully they make, like, eight of them, you know, because oh, like, we all have different, this, sizes different sizes. Phones. Yeah. Yeah, it, it specifically talks about that this oh, okay. is just, an, the diagram is just an example. There would be various sizes. It would be not necessarily just cell phones, but could work with tablets or things that are not phones as well. Anything with, basically it's patenting anything that would interact with a touchscreen device of this kind. Huh. So, yeah, I want to ask the panel if you think this is another Nintendo patent that goes nowhere. You know, the weird little thing you ride in front of your TV. It or seems like a tough a thing to manufacture when you don't know how many of each size somebody's going to buy. Yeah. And we've, 
Nintendo has had a precedent for I don't not think that's making that hard it to figure as out. There's a things. whole market of cell phone cases and to, to do like a ballpark guess, but like just considering Nintendo frequently does not make enough of anything, you know, for us <laughs> yeah, to, get, sure. to get their hands on. Like, well, the the nice thing is like, how cheap could this be? Like, mm-hmm. if it doesn't have anything mechanical or electronic, it's just mechanical and the buttons. It could know, be like twenty bucks. Yeah, you could make it for like twenty bucks. But normal cell phone cases aren't even twenty bucks. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, it could it could be. About the same cost as a regular cell phone case. How much is a regular cell phone case? They range, like, 15 to 30. Oh, okay. What were you thinking of, Blood, when you said they're not I think 20? there's even some that are higher. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, you... they're, like, weirdly expensive. They're, like, uh, shatter-resistant, mm-hmm. lifelong, lifelong warranty, like, crazy drop technology. It's, like, it's rubber, guys. Settle yeah, and, and what's weird about this is that it kills your phone functionality of your phone, this case. Right, it's not going to be able. You're not going to be able to make a phone call. You will only be able to play Game Boy games once this thing is snapped in. Do you think they'd release one for the Switch? Like you hold your Switch <laughs> vertically and you push Gigantic. buttons. Yeah, you know what? It's on entirely this. possible. It's entirely. Bring it on. Well, also, I wonder like how do notifications work? You can't like turn those off in an app. You know, like you can. So you, you can. can. You can turn, you can turn those off on your phone, but their app that they're creating is not going to auto override turn it, it off on your phone. Yeah, interesting. Your settings could override that. That might yeah. be. A so I'm like actually game. might be able to do that. Yeah, that might be a permission. I got a phone right? call right in the middle. Of, you know, game like oops. Yeah, but I also don't think it's going to be that hard to pop off. You're very confident about this thing. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't exist, I mean, I read through and looked at all the diagrams, so it's just like a little fold-up thing that goes around. Hmm. Crazy, crazy. Like it opens thing. up yeah. like a book, basically. You know. And it's like, boop, beep, beep, wrap it around. To me, it's crazy enough to be a thing that will be the product. It's it's just, it's fathomable. Yeah, the buttons, I'm not worried about. The AB, I'm sure that's fine. But that D-pad, I don't know. What do you mean, I don't know? I, 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 like, to me, the big, there's so many games that came out on phone that I'm like, oh, like Stardew Valley, which just announced today. I was yeah. like, oh, cool. I've tried twice. On, I tried a PC. I played it again on Switch. It's just like, maybe if I just take it around with me and I'm, like, waiting in line at the post office. But it's like, I just hate that analog or D-pad when they try to do, like, a 3D game. That's Solar Public 2 is available on so, phones. Yeah, so, Jones, this is, it's a legitimate D-pad in the way that, like, a regular Game Boy has four contacts. An NES controller has four contacts, right? And it just, it works yeah. like that way. Like, it's just pressing pressure pads onto those points. And so it's only looking for four pressure points. Like, I think it would work exactly like a Game Boy D-pad in the end. I think I'm not into this. It's just gotta... I think I'm not into it, too. That baby's just gotta feel so good. Yeah. It just really has to feel perfect you know i think the d-bat itself will feel great i think it's gonna be interesting to see like how that interaction then plays on to like the way it touches the the phone itself the screen itself this this is a funny thing for for a phone that has an oled uh, oled display if it is just the green and black the parts of the screen using black take no power at all to display because it's oh that is funny Hmm. i didn't thought of that it also kind of lives in this weird limbo area where it's like if I'm just like, again, like just I find myself in a moment where it's like, oh, no, I'm fine. Five minutes. Oh, great. I'll pull my phone out, play, you know, my Star Wars game or whatever, mm-hmm. where it's like if I'm I know I'm going to have a longer trip. I know I'm going to get on a train or a plane or like I'll be a car for a long time. I'll bring my switch. Right. And this is just kind of this weird. Exactly. <laughs> like I'm never going to catch like, oh, I got I have this weird Game Boy thing in my back pocket. Let me right. just pull that out and snap that on my phone. Yeah. But if I'm in an instance where it's like, oh, I'm going to be somewhere for a long time. Am I going to bring this thing and that's what I'm spending my time on? Or am I no, going to you're playing I your think, Switch, man. Bring exactly. my Switch. Yeah. I think, I mean, I have a lot of friends who have that kind of clamshell phone case wallet combo thing anyway. So I think this thing is always on your phone. I think it is your phone case. 
and then you just when it's shut and your phone is being protected like a phone case, you can also play Game Boy. Uh, that, that's what it seems. It like. uses your phone's screen though. Yeah, yeah. You could you could have it off yeah, or so it comes on. Over it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because like so many people have that kind of phone case where you shut the cover of the phone case and it's just always like that. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I think saying, I was yeah. being dense, Ian. When I you're think not you're using right. it, you just flip it back around to the side and then you use your phone like a phone. Yeah, and like I think probably they would build in functionality where if you're in Game Boy mode and you then open it, it just exits the app for you. It's like if you get a phone call. Yeah. You know? Okay, I, I understand it better. So basically it needs to fasten to the back end. If I think of this as like a bookcase, it needs to basically be slotted into the back of the bookcase. It's snapped around your phone yeah. always, and the, the Got it. Game Boy part comes over the top. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it does have an opening, too, for the, the the camera window. Then I'm telling you I would buy this. It's, oh, yeah. If this I is would, a phone case that just works just on my phone easily. It's a phone easily, case that I, I would want to yeah. play yeah. yours. Before I actually like went uninvested, but yeah, I mean we're no problem, uh, you know I'm I'm harping on like the you know how good this thing will feel, and I think there's like a big thing we need to discuss, which is unlike the NES Classic and the SNES, this is an app that can be updated. This is plugged into the yeah. internet or Wi-Fi all yeah. the time, yeah. and so like I, I I would be very disappointed if they were just like no nope, twenty thirty games and then we're done, never adding more to it. It's thing like, is, Jones, there's like twenty or thirty good games on game. Yeah, Boy that's Max. the other thing. Yeah, just... when, we, when we we do the N sixty four classic conversation, yeah. like I can very easily come up with things mm-hmm. where like a lot of the games I played on Game Boy were like tennis and <laughs> just some can really, we do it? really can dumb we, stuff. Can we game Boy Color five games essential Game Boy games too. Oh so yeah. Game yeah, Boy game Color would be color, great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what do we have? Uh Super Mario Land two. Okay. Yep. Link's Awakening. Absolutely, that'd be my. First I really pick. like both of the the well all all three Warrior Land games. Sure, Pokemon Red and Blue, right? Pokemon yeah. Red. If Blue. they let us, yeah, yeah we should put that on there. Those yeah, Tetris games. Uh, I actually mm-hmm. think Pokemon Pinball is very good as well. It's not bad. Picross is a good one to have. I actually pulled that up on my 3DS. A lot. Uh, okay. Kirby's Dreamland, specifically Kirby's Dreamland, uh, two. Nice. Final Fantasy Legend, one and two. Ooh, I, I don't. John's was. I don't know, man. Yeah, they were weird. I didn't play them. I just let. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I, I didn't play the, the saga retro. games yeah. at all. Right, they're actually they're secretly yeah. saga games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, I liked Final Fantasy Adventure. Yeah, sure. I liked Final Fantasy Adventure too. Okay. Which is the first mana. Sure. Um, and then we've got the the Capcom Zelda games for Game Boy yes. Color. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. This thing's getting better. Yes. This is becoming Link's a more Awakening. appealing product. There was a Tomb Raider game for Game Boy Color that was not bad. Huh. I remember. I got really good reviews. Right. We got a good Metal Gear game. It, it, oh, Ghost Babble is so yep. good, dude. Yeah. I I like. I really liked it at the time. I haven't revisited them forever. The the Donkey Kong Land games. Yeah. Uh-oh. And uh, like Donkey Kong the Game Boy game is super oh, good, too. Oh, yeah. Donkey Kong the Game Boy game is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Return yes, of yes, Samus. yes. It's so good. Return of Samus yeah. is essential. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what? This is becoming a more appealing product when we actually go through what could be Tetris. on it. Tetris. Also, yep. uh, according yeah. to this website, Extreme Tech, whatever, uh, it says the patent also makes it sound like the game will have a full screen mode with on-screen buttons if you don't have the case. So it could just yeah. be like yeah. the app right. without yeah. the case. You don't yeah. have to buy the case to get the app. That would make sense. Yeah. It's cool. I want those buttons, though. The, uh, another thing I was thinking of, which would be interesting, is if, uh, and I don't know, this, this would be a little bit... Maybe too cute for Nintendo, but uh, there there have been some games like uh, Pirate Pop Plus that have basically been released as Game mm-hmm. Boy games. You yeah, know? Uh, they've come out on like Wii U and Switch and stuff, but they they're essentially a Game Boy game for if the I'm modern an, era. If I'm an indie developer, I could choose to develop for this platform. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm into it. Or you could just make your app fit the screen. Before I saw that image, I just envisioned it being a lot 
like harder and clunkier in my mind for some reason, but seeing it just kind of nicely laid over the phone like yeah. that. I mean, they talked about so much either better. leather or like yeah. faux leather. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. I think it's got to be almost like a phone case first. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was, th- I was absolutely thinking about it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Me yeah. Too. Me too. We're not done talking about Nintendo. The Wall Street Journal has reported that we're going to see a Switch revision in the right. second half of 2019. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, that's, that news is so expected. You know, I, I kind of was wondering why we hadn't had a rumor yet. Uh, yeah, I, I buy in. The only thing they do mention as, as what they've heard rumor-wise is that it will have a better screen, but not OLED. Hmm. So something closer to what cell phones have, but not necessarily going all the way. I hope the touch screen is better. The touch the touch functionality is not great. Sure. I would be in a better battery life. Give me a couple of extra hours on my Switch. Mm-hmm. That would be a strong selling point for me. Yeah. What else? Well, what else is there one of the proof? things that Damiani and I were talking about because yes. because they are they have talked about switching gears towards getting more switches into home the same homes. You know, it's like, okay, first, you know, you get a Switch into a home, but now they're like, let's make a Switch more like a Game Boy, where it's like a personal thing that, like, the brother and sister both have one, and then the mom and dad. So, we were thinking that it would, it would essentially be, like, a more lightweight, more portable Switch. It doesn't come with a dock, but maybe it could plug into your current dock. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so some, something like that, that it's 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 like a switch light you know what would that do if they sell it without the dock and they like use your old dock that like kills it kills the GameStop market mm-hmm. it keeps me from trading in my old switch because they're gonna be like yeah you really need the dock with this i'm like well i'm keeping my old dock for the it's yeah. like with the chargers it was right like when the but 3DS they sell the dock the separately now as well yeah 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 so, so like, yeah, that's not a huge barrier well, that's what they do. They're like, if you want to trade in a 3DS, they're like, okay, well, you can buy one of our chargers to trade in your 3DS. You're going to end up making like 10 bucks. It's like, ah, oh, come on. That is that is what that would do, blood. That's the kind of interesting thing is to kill the resale. The idea of this Switch revision coming without a dock is offensive to me. <laughs> it is. Like, I, I think, man, I don't know. I, in, I, Jap- in Japan, don't they sell them without docks already? They do. Yeah. I really don't like it when they sell DS revisions without AC adapters. I I think that's atrocious. Yeah. I, but I, I think that there's definitely, like, a market that just wants to use it as a portable. And if you made it sure. work that way, or, or even if, you know, if it was too, even if it was, like, too, too small for the dock and you just plugged it into your screen a different way and just, yeah. Do you remember when this kicked off with the DS XL? This mm-hmm. this version of the DS that was for older people? That was, like, their, their, yeah. that was yeah. their justification for it? And then they had, like, weird... Kind of elderly colors yes. as well. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just imagine, if you're home, just imagine an elderly red. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly what it was. Um, and then they realize, like, oh, everybody wants this. I kind of feel like this will be the prime, this Switch revision will be the primary Switch, though, Blood. I think this is what they'll replace with everything. This will be the 3DS XL or, or you know, the new 3DS. Um, though I think new 3DS sold concurrently with regular 3DS. But... What I mean is I think that, yeah, this will run along with regular Switch, but we'll eventually usurp it. I think that's the point of this. I bet it'll be cheaper to manufacture and all those things. And so, I don't know. I, I can't see this being sold without a dock. I, I imagine this being the better version of the Switch. Do you think they'll market it uh, differently, or will it just be how new Switches are? I think it's got a new name. I definitely think it's oh, got a new okay. name. So it's like a PlayStation 
for Slam I or whatever. I don't yes. think it's going to have a new name. Really? If it's it's going to be a Switch Plus or Excel or Mini or something, but it's yeah. it's going to oh, be the I mean. Switch. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Switch yeah. with a thing on on an addition. Yeah, to it. yeah, yeah. But I like think I do think it's possible. I do think it's possible that if they do an alternate version of the Switch, that they you know they would at the same time change the Switch configure. Like if there's a better screen coming to this, then the regular Switch will get the better screen as well. Oh no way, dude! They're gonna stop manufacturing regular switches once they get this thing going. I don't. I don't think so necessarily. I, I so mean, you think so? The regular switch goes for less money. So the regular switch becomes maybe like a hundred fifty dollar product or a two. I almost product. think that what I'm thinking of that this is the cheaper product. Oh, this is the low end product. Okay. Hmm. And then then you would need the nicer screen in the thing. Then you you're right. If the low end product has a nicer screen than the high end product, absolutely. I, that to me is complicated. Blood. I'm, te- up, I'm tempted, yeah, to lean in with blood because, like, on one hand, it would it goes with what they've done in the past to like you know the XL that we get like the new version of that. But at the same time, if a lot of people like already own a PS4, already own an Xbox, and they're like, okay, this thing seems really neat, but like I've asked my parents or I've looked at my you know bank account, and I just it does not make sense for me to get this, and it's already sold so much and is so successful. Like what a death blow to just come out, you know, next year with a with one that's like sixty, you know, like like sixty percent of the price of the the regular switch. Yeah. And just they've just picked all these little things of like don't need, don't need, don't need, don't need. If you just want to get in on this experience, bare minimum, there you go. Yeah. And now also like, oh, you all could, these people like for fine, like okay. You could get rid of the card slot, you could go all digital. You could not have removable Joy-Cons, yeah, so you don't have that's wireless. What say, that's yeah. what I was wondering Built-in too. Yeah, if that'll kill a lot of the experiences. Yeah. Some games you just can't play. I don't yeah. think they would. would not yeah, I don't think yeah, they would do true. that because you couldn't play half their games. I really hope they do a Power Rangers like thing where <clears throat> they reward you for having multiple switches and you can combine them <laughs> and you get a cool robot. Yeah, I would love that. Y'all hear that? Mm. Sounds like it's podcast halftime. The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of October. Hogue Law Business Law Firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. Hogue Law brings more than a decade of experience forming and funding companies, negotiating contracts, and everything in between. At Hogue Law, it's always business law time. Check them out at hoeglaw.com or on Twitter at Hogue Law. Beaten Down Brian. Sweet Justice, a sound design company from the southern shores of the UK. They've worked on some of the biggest AAA titles, the most refreshing indie titles, and collaborated with the best development teams in the world. iKeyless. iKeyless.com is proud to sponsor Easy Allies. If you need a replacement car key or remote, use offer code EZA at checkout for free shipping and 30% off of your order. Be Haunted. A graphic novel about a young woman and the ghosts that haunt her. Written by Joey Donaldson and illustrated by Tuna, Bee Haunted tells the story of Bee, a young actress struggling to find her spot on the stage and her place in the world. Bee's life takes an unexpected and paranormal twist when she finds herself haunted by a horde of ghosts. What do these ghosts want and where do they come from? Check out BeeHaunted.com or the link below to learn more and support and support this graphic novel. Special Kickstarter update. Joey and Tuna have added a free download of their previous graphic novel, Good Spirits, 
to all to all reward tiers. Every backer at $20 and over will receive a download of the 100-page graphic novel in addition to their previously chosen reward tier. Nice. Mango. Imagine betting. Every mattress they make is brand new and made to order. This means they won't start producing your mattress until your name is attached to it. For a limited time, receive two free pillows with any mattress purchase from their website, imaginebedding.com. Imagine betting. Imagine good sleep. L. Fanis. And our mega sponsor, Jigarbov Productions. What even is Jigarbov Productions? I'm one of those guys who makes money on the Minecraft marketplace, selling custom content, mods, etc. My business now has three full-time members, and I love doing what I do. It, al- it allows me to support businesses like Easy Allies and expense it as long as I can pretend it's marketing. So open Minecraft and buy one of my things or visit my website at jigarbov.net. That's J-I-G-A-R-B-O-V.net. Yay, advertising! All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Hey, sponsors. Hey, you don't have to pretend. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's real not ad. pretending right there. That's a real ad read? You got Brandon Jones to read your ad. Real ad. Is that a dig at him or us? I can't tell. I think it's a dig at us <laughs> and the other sponsors. It's a real ad. <laughs> yeah, it's a real ad. There's a spot <laughs> open for November, too, if anyone's interested. Hey, if you want to pretend to advertise with us. <laughs> <laughs> We got some news. This stuff bores me. This bo- this news bores me. Okay. Bored. Talking about streaming video games. Yeah. So we got two platforms to talk about. xCloud, that's Microsoft's streaming platform, game streaming platform. Never heard of it. Weird. Project xCloud is what they call it. Uh, and then Google's Project Stream. Oh, stream, barely heard streaming as in streaming games and to play them, not like yeah. Twitch. Me. Yeah, you're right. I love right. streaming I was games like, on Twitch. I thought Microsoft would mi- mixer. Streaming game yeah. play is what we do. Right. Yes. Streaming games themselves. Right. Yeah, the streaming games into your PCs, onto your tablets, your phones. Heck, consoles even. So uh, <laughs> let's talk about, uh, well, you know, let's start with Google's Project Stream because that was first. That was last week. Um, basically, Google came out. Just some day, just one day, said, hey, we have uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey running in Google Chrome browsers on laptops and PCs. Come check it out. Come join our private beta. It's running at 1080p, 60 frames per second. Play this huge AAA budget game that just came out on Friday on any device. Well, actually, they didn't do any device at that point. They said simply PCs and laptops. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Yeah, uh, we talked a bit earlier this year about Google entering the gaming space. You know, it seemed like viable rumors, and here they are. They're they're doing it. Um, uh, this is basically just a beta. They they you know it's just a project. Still, you know, they haven't launched a, a, a controller or a service. All they have is Assassin's Creed Odyssey and and a beta that's running right now. They can go sign up for. Yeah, you need like a setup code. It looks like or something. Yeah. I mean, you can sign up if you want to. Uh, let me give you some more details before we really dig in. Is that you need at least 25 megabits per second uh, of, of course a, you do. A internet connection? That actually seems kind of low. I didn't know what that is. And so I looked it up. Like right now on my laptop right here in, in EZA HQ, I'm getting 64. Mm-hmm. So I could theoretically. You could, you could stop this podcast right now and yeah. start playing Odyssey. You start playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey in a, in a browser. And you Why would, is your internet so bad on your laptop that's so weird i don't know man it's our right. internet's it's like 300 Wi-Fi. up down our wi-fi is blazing fast wi-fi i'm upset okay 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean that that was a thing, and I don't I don't even pick it up. I think it happened the day before the podcast last week. I was like, meh. You know, I just kind of shrugged at it. Hmm. To me, to me, we'll get into the, maybe we should cover the Xbox thing as well. But to me, there's simply nothing exciting about this technology, which is so strange to me because I think it'd be mind blowing ten years ago to be able to play Assassin's Creed on a on a simple laptop, to be able to play the best generation games. Just poof, I'm I'm streaming this game, um, but I mean. It, the compression at 25 has got to be awful. Yes. And so uh, uh, Kotaku had a write-up that I read uh, 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 that it's not hitting 60. You know, that even if you if you are at that 25 level, you're not hitting 60 frames per second. That, that it, you know, you do need a better connection for it to be great. That that there's there's a, a button lag, you know, there's, there's delay, mm. um, uh, input delay. Uh, but that it's still playable, that you could feasibly do this, that someone who doesn't want to buy a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One could, or a, a big honking PC mm-hmm. could be playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey for a simple subscription fee. It's pretty nuts. That is nuts. It's hard. And this is I, also, uh, they announced that this is on Switch in Japan. Same type of deal. Sure, with Resident Evil 7. But no, Odyssey is on Switch. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Cool. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. That. And again, I ignored it because, you know. It's, it seems like for Odyssey specifically, you link your Ubisoft account. So you have to have purchased it. it I don't see anything uh, here Google about give a subscription. You a code. If you sign up for that beta, they'll give you a code. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Which is yeah, funny. I don't know I think how, it, it expires at the end of this year. I don't know how the ah. Switch service works. Like, who's actually running that server? I believe that's Ubisoft. Is it? Is it not a third party? Because I'm Might curious be because with Resident Evil 7 doing the same thing, I'm sure there's probably other games that we're not you know as keen on or aware of yeah um i'm sure that there's got to be somebody maybe not google themselves but somebody in japan that's doing that kind of thing uh let's talk about project uh x cloud microsoft solution uh this was hinted at at e3 this year they said hey we're gonna start streaming get ready for this uh a lot of people seem to think that it's in reaction to google's coming out of their with their thing out of nowhere it's like mm. oh, come on hey we got that too, and ours is better. And I think it is better. Uh, Microsoft stresses heavily that they have a solution to latency. That, uh, you know, as much as possible, right? That that they're trying to make that input delay uh, as short as possible. Uh, <coughs> 2019 is when theirs is going into private beta, basically. Public test, excuse me, public testing in t- 2019. Uh what they showed off is, uh, you know, Xbox games on PC, tablet, phones. And even with, with the phone, they had a controller click thing. So basically, you, you click your phone onto the top of your Xbox One controller, and you can play okay. it that way. Uh, but also something they talked about a lot is their uh, button overlays on top of the screen. So if you have a tablet, you can play with your thumbs. If you're playing on your phone, right. you can play Halo with your thumbs. Hmm. Which, as we talked about earlier in this podcast, is completely undesirable to me something i would never want to do yeah i mean it's one thing to talk about a game boy controller it's a whole other thing to talk about a controller you're supposed to wrap your hands around and the, like what are you supposed to do with triggers like yeah yeah it's funny and i wonder if we sound like old people because there are kids playing fortnite on their phones sure. yeah, i was gonna oh, say this they? is yeah. probably huge with kids yeah, yeah I, I mean my the funniest thing is i haven't talked with my brother like about video games forever 
and he's got a new job and he's like, well, everyone, you know, they just play uh, PUBG on their phones in their downtime. So I'm yeah. getting into that. And so he's like asking me questions about how to play PUBG. Yeah. <laughs> people, people are doing it. They're playing PUBG and Fortnite on their phones. It's possible. And so, yeah, uh, uh, let me give you any more details. Oh, yeah. The, the weird thing, you watch their video, their announcement video of xCloud is this idea of having the Xbox hardware and the servers. And they show their server rooms in this weird sort of uh, blade-shaped Xbox, basically, that they just stack. They're just stacking Xboxes that are running these games that are stream- you're streaming your inputs to, and they're streaming the game back at you. It's nuts. It- it's crazy that to show that tech side of it. Um, and one other thing they stress in this video, it's one of their, uh, uh, you know, talking head, very positive. We want to talk in this sort of voice. We are excited about this and the music is just max cheese, you know, but the, I kind of believe in their enthusiasm anyway, but, uh, they wanted to stress, Hey, this is the future of games. We want people to play on their preferred platforms. We're still dedicated to consoles. They, they made a point in this video in the X cloud thing to say, don't worry. There's still going to be a huge honking Xbox that's going to run better than this thing does. It's a bad time to jump ship. You know, yeah. that's like the thing yeah. about this tech, where um, it's it's really nice to see, uh, you know, so many companies investing so much in VR. But like even that is like if you're developing a game for that, it's very exciting the tech that's working. But there's just no guarantee you're going to find this huge audience or that people are really going to want to like set everything up to do this. But I, I, I can't help but think that this is going to be a part of our lives yes. at some point, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I, I think it's exciting to get like a slight glimpse of that. But it, Jones, you've been playing PlayStation Now, actually. I want to hear about your PlayStation Now experiences. Sure. Because uh, we, we talked about it on the podcast, and we were like, has anybody tried it? And so, we were like, no, no. I, I also briefly tried PlayStation This is now. great. I yeah. want to hear about PlayStation yeah, Now, yeah. then. I want to hear about I, game streaming. I, found, I, I, I finally pulled the trigger on PlayStation Now because yeah. uh, it's October, and I wanted to play horror games. Okay. And I'm, like, looking through the store, and I'm like, okay, give me, let me just, maybe I'll, you know, pick up RE4. I'm like, I don't know. I thought I owned RE4 on the PlayStation. I guess I don't. And I'm looking at PlayStation Now, and it's like, oh, they got Siren 1 and 2. they got tons of Resident Evil games. And I was like, oh, well, this is just a great, for me, it's a nice value. Like, I can back out of the system. I'm only paying, like, you know, 20, 30 bucks now, you know, and then I'll make another payment by that point if I want to bail. And then I saw, oh, you got Red Dead on there. And I'm like, okay, let's do Red Dead. And this is the worst-looking, worst-performing Red Dead I have <laughs> ever played. I had but I'm the not, same experience. But I am us. not yep. playing it for that reason. I'm playing right. it to, like, remind myself of the story. I'm playing it to get comfortable with the controls on a PlayStation 4 controller. Because, like, that's the one I'm going to play with Red Dead 2 on. So it's like I wanted to have that refresher right before I jumped in so I can really understand, like, wow, the, 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 the gap, you know, between the jump between Red Dead uh, 1 and 2. But yeah, it's and I don't know if it's the PS3 version. But it like is. when I played it's the PS3 yeah. version, but I, well, right, no, I don't know if this is because it was a different version than I played. But Got I it. originally played Redemption on the 360 oh, sure, sure. and had almost no bugs. Like and, and I remember a lot of people were complaining at the time that there were like all sorts of weird, crazy stuff was happening. I saw hilarious videos at the time, mm-hmm. but nothing really happened to me. And you bugs all over the place with this sure. version now. And again, I don't know if it's because it's the PS3. As I think that was the PS3 version of the game. But it's a little buggier. Uh, ben, what'd you do? Uh, so. I had been curious about PlayStation for a long time. I believe we talked about it like on a podcast I was on not that long ago. And uh, they, they're doing this thing now where you can uh, download PS4 yeah. games if you have a PlayStation Now subscription. I was like, yes. oh, that's cool. I really mm-hmm. like that. Why don't, I, why don't I jump in now? And I was going through the games, and I was like, oh, Bladestorm. I've been really curious about this. Let me download. Okay. What is Bladestorm? Bladestorm is a Koei Tecmo game. Uh, it's like Dynasty Warriors, but it's like Knights of the Round Table yes. kind of thing. Yeah. Cool, K- kind of. That, uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, and I, I finally got into the 
first battle and I was just like it was just such a quick reaction I was like nope <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is performing so badly yeah I'm not gonna do this yeah and then I exited out when you, and I played so I'm else. curious though when you say performing badly does yeah. it is it match up to what we normally think of a game performing badly or is it like a whole different level of something we haven't like you don't see from a, like a game that's on your console itself yeah I, I feel guilty because it, it, it it was not a thorough test, and I, I'm, I'm, I had no goal of like reporting on it. Right. Um, and so it was just a pretty quick, immediate reaction. Uh, but it was like, you, I could. It definitely felt like it was the game. Like there was, there was compression going on. Mm-hmm. There was, there was just this stutteriness. It just immediately felt off in a way that didn't feel. And I had not played. Admittedly, I had not played Blade, Blade Storm previously to that. So maybe that it's just not a good performing game. But that didn't seem to be the case here. It seemed as a result of the streaming, it was not performing very well. Uh and here's the thing, and maybe this is the perspective of an enthusiast, right? Somebody who does a video games podcast, is that I'll stream movies, I'll stream TV shows, the, the video quality is bad. It's not a Blu-ray, it's not even like cable, right? It's, it's, it's worse than that. Uh, with video games, I don't want that. I do want those video games to look as they were meant to. I, mm. I have a higher expectation, is that I wouldn't want that compression on video games that I'm playing. Right. Uh, well, and that's kind of the funny thing, is this a lot of times is being sold as, hey, you don't need this really expensive rig. We've got the high-end rig on our end. Yeah. And you're just going to pipe it in and, like, does not sound like reality. Right. I mean, maybe xCloud has solved latency, right? Maybe they have. Maybe these issues we're talking about don't exist on their platform. Uh, but it'll always be worse, right? It'll always be worse than than hardware running right in front of your television. Right. But that, to me, it's about the service more than anything. Like, I don't watch Netflix films because I'm going to watch the best version of something or I'm going to, like, wait till it comes to Netflix because that's the greatest experience. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, I'm doing something and, yeah, I'll just kind of scan through the Netflix library. and Oh, yeah, that dumb movie. I put that on. And so, like, that's why I'm going through PS Now where it's just like, oh, look, yeah, look at these games I suddenly have access to I get you. that I wouldn't even thought of before. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, if, if, if it's, like, launch day of a game – it's going to be 2040 when I'm like, let's stream it. You know, like, I'm sure. like, no, I want that on disc or I want to download it and, you know, play it off my system. I want that game to look as good as it possibly can. But for this horror game, but if something's had, been yeah. out, like Deadlight was yeah. something I saw in there that's the zombie side scrolling game. Um, uh, where it's called Deadlight? It's called Deadlight, where you're a guy just in the apocalypse mm-hmm. and you're, you're going through barring doors and stuff. And I was like, oh, right, great. You know, just a w- fun way to remind me of this game that existed that I never played. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the games you can download. So I downloaded it and. You know, sometime later this month, you know, uh, I'll, I'll I'll jump in and, and check this game out. What? So it's the same thing as Netflix. Where it's like Netflix yeah. is reminding me of these old dumb movies I never saw. Mm-hmm. Or maybe something I haven't seen in 20 years. Like, yeah, sure, I'll watch that again. And I think if you come up with a compelling service behind these things of offering me titles like that, you know, just some really fun old Xbox games, fun GameCube stuff that I never, you know, got a chance to check out or missed. And I'm already already logged into the service i'm already giving you eight dollars a month ten dollars a month whatever yeah and oh there it is it's, it's already i own this and i didn't know you know like if it was that kind of a situation i think that's attractive but odyssey no way thanks johns i appreciate that perspective i get it i get it a little better now yeah but it like i'm playing red dead and i like will walk up to the the crate to like you know reload ammo and he just kind of stares at it for a second and they're like okay <laughs> just little beats that like you get on the yeah. horse and like click Okay, here we go. Like, yeah, I, it, it's just, something just feels off. Yeah, but it's yeah. the fourth time I've played Red Dead, so it's like I'm not. I don't need performance right now. I need right. dialogue. I need you know, 
buttons. I need to. I, I would. <laughs> I would like to test it more because I'm just so fascinated with it. Like this is a problem that is going to get completely ironed out, and I agree with Brandon 100%. Like this is going to be our future at some point. Mm-hmm. Part uh, of it. Part of it. It's not yeah. going to take over, but right. it, it will well, be a, a, big, a much bigger part of yeah, our but consumption I, of games. I, I have to imagine like the best way to do it is to just really invest in it and develop it concurrently with consoles because the more that you figure it out, you can just slowly phase out the other thing. Like, think about the Switch, right? And a huge part of that appeal is I've talked... I I was talking to Don, and he was like, I bring my Switch everywhere. (laughs) And I think that is just a mentality that is kind of essential to us where we want to bring as much as possible and as few of things as possible and if you could somehow get to a point where it's like i can do all my work on my laptop i can bring basically my entire game collection like you're gonna do that without thinking about it like that's just if we could stream food we would do it (laughs) (laughs) yeah yes that would be successful but High-end restaurants wouldn't go out of business, you know. Right, and so yeah, yeah right. I, 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 I get that. I get. I understand. I'm. I have a better frame of mind for how I should presume the appeal of streaming games is. Right. I, I, I like this. I also, like if you get big companies behind it again to bring up Netflix, they have their exclusive content now, and some of it's really good. Right. You yeah. know, so to have not like a big, you know, hundred-hour RPG that you would stream, but just like a smaller thing, you know, mm-hmm. like a fun little hour, two-hour game that just like you would, you know, that we can publish directly to our platform and just, you know. There's you get new be a, episodes of you. You know how when you go into like a multiplayer shooter and like chat just gets a little insane. Like people are just listening to music over their microphone for no reason. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're gonna get to a point when you're you get on a plane and you have that experience. Like there's just gonna be that dude in the sky yeah. playing Call of Duty, getting upset. Yeah, that's gonna happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. You, you, you like hear over his headset, just like, we're about to land, sir. Can you please no, call your laptop? No! no. <laughs> I was going to win! <laughs> that could happen. It's time for all of your respect. Love and respect. Last week, we had a submission from Brandon Kagan, and we played a game about our 150 reviews of Easy Allies. We had a question about how many reviews each editor has edited. Oh, nice. oh that's very From good. Ian. Yes. Ian I, d- I was not expecting anyone to win. This win- is a hard thing that. to research because we don't have a filter for it. I was, was just 150 curious. reviews. Was it just like the number each reviewer done? Wow. That was one part of it. Oh, I'd actually be really interested in seeing that. You were number two behind Huber, Ben. Really? 36 yeah. to 38. Yeah, isn't that nuts? That's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. it was really, really close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, You're both really, doing really great. Close. <laughs> Um, right, it falls off pretty f- quickly after that. Um, I've done like 12 for reference, Ben. <laughs> so. I think it was 11? 11 or 12, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Ian. <laughs> I was just teasing. It's actually really interesting how this all came in. Okay, uh, this is up to Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which just came out Sunday, I guess. Uh, I don't think we've posted any since then. Um, Jones, you're number one with 77. Wow. Yeah. Dang. Number That's two. impressive. Is Don Casanova with forty five? Oh, I got a yeah. good nice. Last place, <laughs> last place. Ian Hink with twenty nine. Hey, who puts out a show every single week? <laughs> <laughs> a couple of them. Uh, yeah, yeah, several. Uh, uh, Brandon did note that Jones, you're trending down. You are slowing. No, down. definitely. Yes. Well, for a while, I, I did. It was all just of them. you. You did. Yeah. I think I, I think I banged out about thirty, and yeah. and and then with like. <laughs> um, also worth well, noting, I, yeah, that, when you started re- working on the retro, is where the big shift yeah. happened. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, uh, Don is trending up. 
Don's ratio is expanding. Uh, just, I don't know if this is the place to do it, but like, shout out to Don this last weekend. There oh, were so gosh, many things yeah. that needed to be done in a very quick manner because just the, the timeline for the things was so tight. Yeah. And Don, man, just jumping in there, being like, yep, I'll do it. It just so incredibly easy to work with this beautiful man he when it needs to be done man. it yeah. needs to be done it needs yeah. to be done just, yeah. he was he up after <laughs> midnight and then back up yeah. uh around six something and the the thing that like really broke some me some fans of the show were like who yeah yeah <laughs> the thing that really broke me is it was like oh okay well can somebody like get up at like six to in the morning to check this after it, it was like midnight we were having this conversation and no one was like expecting or or thinking that Don would do it and he just was like yeah you know get up at that and it's just like you are a good you guy are a saint yeah. yeah um should be noted that that number does not include the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe review because that's not labeled within the review and it's not labeled on the website so weird. we don't know who edited Mario Kart that's 8 that's weird yeah. Unless you remember editing that, Jones. Do you want another one? I don't. I don't recall that specifically. I don't know. Oh, why did we not have a byline on that? That's, That's the one. It's the only one that didn't have a byline. I, by I would venture that that was not me. Okay. It doesn't Let have me look at it. it. I'll remember if I could. Yeah, it. I think sure. that might be you, Ian. Yeah. I, I'll remember. I have a weird memory. So it's funny. Yeah, the website lists to a certain point the editors of blood, and then poor Brandon had to go through each and every oh, beginning yeah, of reviews to write first, down to yeah. get those. Thanks for reviews, Brandon. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. This is interesting. Because this takes, we got a lot of Assassin's Creed drama. Th- nothing like this. this. is an interesting take. I like this. What's up, allies? Assassin's Creed Odyssey has released too much critical acclaim. But there's something I'm noticing that no one seems to be talking about. I did not cut this. So uh, it's probably Don? Probably Don. Okay. Add another I mean, one to Don. It could have been you too. I mean, I don't remember. But the thing is, we, we said that you started cutting, editing cutting early. Cart. Like, yeah. that's pretty early, dude. That's Weird like, titling. That's not my I wouldn't titling. Have done, yeah, no that's way oh, way. yeah. That's, that's Don. Don. Sure. Yep. Yep. That's not right. You calling not, out Don's not, title? Not weird. Not weird in a bad way. Just I mean, I wouldn't have I done it that way. I watch every review. I definitely know the distinct <laughs> differences just between people's styles. Just looking at the titles. Yeah. Okay. Yes. yes. All right. I mean, the second I saw that, I was like, Don did this. All right. So Don Casanova is 46. Nice. Okay. Nice. Uh, anyway, back to Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah, oh. sorry to interrupt. Uh, though all the reviews and gameplay showcases I've watched through all, all those showcases, I have yet to see someone be assassinated. No, not a random guard gets stealth killed. I mean an important figure in the world who is corrupt or drunk on power get publicly murdered. (laughs) This is just one of the few areas in which the new Assassin's Creed releases seem to have shifted the identity of the franchise. While it's still an open-world stealth-slash-action game, there are many significant changes. Leveling and loot has been added, something that initially seemed out of place to me in the game where where kills are achieved through stealth. Mm Mm-hmm. The box art features a Spartan warrior clad in plumed golden helmet. Far cry from the series' famous hoods we're used to. The Animus storyline, while still featured, has been largely left in the dust. And mythical creatures like giant snakes and minotaurs are now featured as boss fights. I'm not comment. Uh, excuse me. I'm not commenting on the quality of these changes. I've very very little experience with the franchise, but it seems to have made many major shifts in its core formula. And the fact is, uh, and the fact that it has been rarely discussed says to me it has worked out for them. Do you think Assassin's Creed has abandoned much of its core identity for the better? Or are there other games that could benefit from a similar tonal and formulaic shift? Would love to hear your thoughts. Love and respect. XD, Matt Curran, a.k.a. Hikar W. 
So lots to read out of that submission, but it's basically this idea that Assassin's Creed is not at all like the game that was came out 10 years ago. No. Uh, is that a good thing? Is it working out for them? Is it a good idea to, to kind of leave the assassins behind, assassinations behind to go RPG elements? And can other games benefit from such shifts? This is a, a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation because I can totally see an email of like Assassin's Creed Origins hewing a lot more closely to the formula <laughs> that it established in Assassin's Creed 1 and the email being yeah. like, they took the time off and they just basically gave us the same thing. Can yeah. you believe this? Why aren't more people talking about mm-hmm. this? So like, th- this is just this is just a direction that they're going and considering the general reception both critically and commercially to Origins and Odyssey, not that there haven't been very loud complaints, there have, but I would say it's overall positive. Like, I think it's it's pretty obvious that it's working out for them. It seems like people like it. Uh, I'm enjoying Odyssey a lot more than I expected. I, I really like a lot of the changes uh, that I've seen in that, and, and Huber obviously really enjoyed it as well. And so, like, it's, it's hard for me to... Like, yeah, you're not assassinating people in the same way, and it is different tonally for sure, but I still find myself skulking around, stabbing people, climbing up. Like, it's not like it's completely unrecognizable either. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's not so, so removed from old Assassin's Creed that I, I, I get mad at it. You know what's a, a, an element that I think was silly in Assassin's Creed 1 but looks downright dumb today is uh, the hay bales. I was looking at some footage of Assassin's Creed Odyssey today, just hopping off a huge tower into some I mean, hay that, bales. You, that still happens. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> that, that's kind of holdover. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if you need that anymore. You know, there's still right. some holdovers that are like, we need to have hay bales. This is an Assassin's Creed staple. It's like, I don't know. That looks dumb now. I mean, from the first eight hours that I played, I don't feel like there's nearly as much emphasis on climbing. Like, I feel like that's been pushed away a lot more. I'd say because of the map, because of geography almost. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you think that's a good thing, though? Do you think it's still, obviously, you climb to get into a base, and there's a, I don't know if you did the one where you, like, steal the Cyclops eye. Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah. And, like, that actually feels really good to be able to get in there and get out, and nobody saw me. And, you know, and obviously, there's climbing that's part of that. Question Is the Cyclops eye a treasure? Or it's a is it a treasure? Is it an actual actual cyclops eye? No, not exactly. No. Okay. 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 There's <laughs> a guy named Cyclops yes. with a glass eye. Got it. <laughs> Scott. What? Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? A guy named Cyclops with a glass eye, and Jones just let that one drop. <laughs> oh. oh so, well, what? Like an X Men reference? What do you? What? Yes, dude. Yes, he's got a glass eye. Right, but the, the Cyclops, Cyclops they're mentioning was around a... much longer than the Cyclops I know, that Charles, I am a fan of. That's the comedic part element of this. <laughs> but Scott Summers doesn't have a glass eye. Yes, he does. It's like a visor. It's made of glass. It's not made of glass. What it's is not it made, made of? of glass. It's made of ruby quartz. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimate touche, dude. Right. Ultimate touche. That will, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sure, I'll get corrected. That that was, from my memory, that's. Yeah. <laughs> That was fantastic. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, uh, because 
I, I think series do have to evolve. Obviously, so, over, yes. over 10 years. So many of these yes. games. Exactly. Yes. So Thank many. you. And I think, honestly, I think I, I, people make fun of me for saying, like, you need loot, you need random elements, you need, like, right. you need XP. Uh, but, like, it works. And people do review it well before having these elements. And people do play it for hours and hours because they have those elements. Um, and so, yeah, I, 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 you have to leave things behind. If you're going to last for 10 years, if yeah. you're going to keep coming out almost yearly, uh, you do have to leave things behind. I think, you know, obviously it is always a hard choice what to keep and, and what to, to uh, shed. But I I kind of like, I, I don't know, I, I, I think Assassin's Creed may be a good example of how to do it. And I think also with Assassin's Creed, it's like time period first. Time period needs to be the the core of that. And I think game. that's what they say in, in yeah, their yeah. development. I, and, yes. and, and I think you need to build everything on top of that, and like, don't be like, "Oh, we're doing it in Egypt. Oh, we gotta just invent all these weird tall buildings because you gotta climb up tall buildings." It's like, yeah. no, let me just climb up whatever's there. And so I love stuff like that. These mechanics that they've just perfected over years that are still just in there. So like now, when we're playing these, if you played a lot of Assassin's Creed games and you're in these environments, you don't even think about it. You see a wall, and you, I can go up it. Not just like, oh, I'm going to do this because climbing's fun. It's just like, no, this is a, a tool I have to, to do what I need to do. Uh, I do, one thing I, I do find very strange that the email pointed out is is how they've handled the animus in the real world story. Because th- <laughs> that, that, to me, really hasn't received an evolution. It's just been treated... It almost almost feels like this baggage. Yes. They're like, yeah. ah, well, we have to have it, so yeah. here you go. And that, mm-hmm. to me, just makes absolutely zero sense mm-hmm. because when you talk about, like, core things in Assassin's Creed and when you think about things that could be fiddled around with so much and it just feels like there's so much room to explore and do stuff with narratively and how fascinating it was when Assassin's Creed first came out I just don't understand why it's being treated like this burden. Yes. It's really weird. Well yeah. the, what's weird I didn't see like there's what you you see like this brief cutscene yes. when you choose between Cassandra and Alexios. Yes, and then it is just gone. But Huber's saying that's one of his favorite things about the game. I haven't gotten to well, it yet. Well, yeah, exactly. I, I have heard to see that the ending that. is is fantastic, and so maybe this stuff is just presented in a in a very delayed way, and you don't get to the end. And I'm not at the end, so maybe that my opinion on that will change. But but yeah, before there was sort of like. This chapter check in. Yes, you would check in, and that I really liked that. Yeah, and I, I don't. I'm not saying it necessarily has to be there the same way, but I just felt like before when you would talk about Assassin's Creed, that was an element that would just come up, and now I feel like people don't even talk about it. Like you don't you don't talk about Assassin's Creed, and you're like, well, how's the Animus stuff? It's just kind of like this assumption that it's almost not there in the same way. Well, but- to me, it's like, it's like when Jones said you have to start with the location. They start with Greece. They're like, how do we make a game in Greece? Right. And then afterward, it's okay, how do we implement implement the animus into this? It's definitely not one of their first 10 thoughts. No, yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, yeah. Ever, yeah, ever since the Desmond story ended, they've just right. kind of been like obligated, it right? Time, they're yeah. just obligated to put animus stuff in there. And, and so, yeah, I don't get the sense that they're excited to put animus in these games. I feel like it is an opportunity they could do something totally bonkers where, like, maybe for like a smaller scale or a DLC or something, they fake us out completely with a new location uh and everyone maybe it's a weird choice it's finally it's finally feudal japan right right but then like halfway through the animus breaks and then it's like a teenage kid in a post-apocalyptic wasteland who like found 
what's the company called? Abstergo? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who like found the building and like snuck in and was doing this thing and then now he's then the rest of the whole game is in the reality or is, they can do some They've crazy. already done so many strange things though, like it's like people just at home with virtual reality headsets and stuff. Oh, really? And, well, that's the that. thing. Black Flag started nice. to co- like commercialize it. Yes. Yeah. You know, there was like actually a company creating this as entertainment. Yeah, and I it's like that. you could have just stopped it there and just basically been, been under the guise that like these are all just people from home playing it. You know, like, yeah. the, you're, you're, you know, they're doing the same thing you're doing right now, which is on a home console visiting the past and exploring this world. Yeah, I just I find it so unnecessary because you have established worlds, you have established characters and mythology and things like that. You don't need the animus. You don't need it. Yeah. You, can, you can exist in this it. world. Uh, yeah. I think you can do yeah. fun things with it, like Blood said, but yeah, yeah. you don't need it. Uh, uh, let's do a new one. Let's do... This is fun. Oh, wait. Before you start, yes. I can confirm Ruby Quartz is Cyclops. Oh, I had no doubt. I had no doubt oh, that yeah, yeah. nailed that one. Also, I just learned... I never knew that it, his kinetic energy beam is coming from another dimensional aperture focused over his eyes. It's not, like, originating from him. There's a whole planet. Jones told me about this. This is crazy. Like, he sucks <laughs> in his lasers from a whole different planet, and that's why he could do it all day, feasibly. That's bonkers. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, we're in the mood. You know, it's it's that kind of night. We're playing a Mario Party game. Mm-hmm. This is fun. This is the Name That Mario Party Minigame Challenge. Oh, no. Oh, Lord. This was created by the classiest hobo. Okay. So, in honor of Super Mario Party's release, I made a game. I I took one minigame from each mainline Mario Party and created a quiz. I provide a description of the game and three options for what it is called. And uh, you must determine which is the real name Ah, of this minigame. Okay, that's fun. It's doable. It's doable. Yeah, that's doable. (laughs) Here's the minigame. Oh, and we're going in order. We're going in Mario Party order. Great. So this is Mario Party 1. Oh, okay, okay. Four players work together to get a light bulb to the mm. end of a tunnel. Yes, I remember this. One holding the bulb oh, no. and the other three running defense. Mm-hmm. Is this game called Light at the End, Running of the Bulb, or Glow Me the Way? I'm pretty sure it's Running of the Bulb. That is correct. Nice, man. <laughs> nice. Oh, no. Nailed it. That's Mario Party 1. Running of the bulb. Mario Party One is the one I am the most familiar with. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. But kudos for having to come up with. Yeah. Somebody worked on this game. (laughs) Oh, puns for this. Oh, this one right here. This is fun. Yeah. It's a cute game. Yeah. Puns are not easy to just. Yeah. Uh, Two teams. This is Mario Party Two. Okay. Two teams compete in a hand car race down a train track. (laughs) Pressing A to speed up and B to break. I'm very familiar with this yeah, one. Yeah, I, oh, love yeah, this I remember game. this one. Damn, is it Ben's gonna destroy Minecart Mania, Rail Raceway, or Handcar Havoc? Ooh. Minecart Mania. Minecart Mania. It is not Minecart Mania. Damn, it's the Rail Raceway. Handcar Havoc. Handcar yeah. Havoc, yeah. I was uh, between the yes. first and the last one. So yeah. Uh, that was the tiebreaker of the first ending betting. Uh, first I remember betting that. Special, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, Mario Party 3. Wait, what system was that? Mario Party 2? N64. We were playing oh. it on a Wii. We were playing it. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Hence um, my confusion. Teams use large crayons to try and circle a moving drawing of a toad head. <laughs> I don't think I've played this. <laughs> what? Is that game cr- crayon capture, etch and catch, or inside the lines? Crayon, crayon capture. No, not crayon. Etch no, and catch. No, inside the lines. It is etch and catch. Oh. Etch and catch. Because crayon's trademark. All right. No way. Oh yeah, Crayola owns yeah. crayon. Yeah, it's like it's like Kleenex. It's what like... if I want to make crayons? What do I call them? Wait, wait. I'm not sure that's actually true. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Crayola is a trademark. Crayola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Really? Wow. Crayon is a noun. Yes. Yeah. Wow. It's a thing. I gotta be able to call my crayons crayons. Crazy. Uh, it to me, I have to read that word three times to not say crayon. 
because that's where they say where I'm from, you know? Oh, really? Collect your crayons. It's like, it's not crayon. It's crayon. There's a, there's. I say crayon. Yeah, that's, I, I grew up with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mario Party 4. Don't know if I've ever played Mario Party 4. Okay. Players use an extendable claw to grab the Mario character matching the wanted sign displayed. Is that long claw of the law? Oh, that's too good. Baddie bounty or claw and order? Number one. You're right. Oh, it's yeah, too no, good. That is wow. very good. Long that is claw very good. of the law. That is very good. Uh, I yeah. have information. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as to why Crayola Company has not patented the word crayon is because it's been in use for centuries. Uh, it's, it's a basic word in long use and may not be oh. trademarked. Crayola is trademarked, obviously, right. and the patent covers their machines and manufacturing process. But crayon... I bet they got some colors trademarked, even. Oh, they do, for sure. They go nuts on those colors. It's translated as earthy chalk. Mm-hmm. If one digs back to the Latin beginning of the present French word for pencil. Sorry. Wild. Thank you. Hey. Earthy trivia. chalk. We're learning stuff. I like that. Mario Party 5. We played this recently. Mm-hmm. Players compete to reach the center of an electrical maze that changes layout yeah. at intervals. Yeah, this one sucks. Yeah. Uh, is this... Uh, Electrical labyrinth, mazed and confused, or shockingly lost. Amazing. I think it's I mazed hope it's confused. mazed yes, and confused. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah. so good. Yeah. Did this person have to play all these to find these names, or can you find lists? Probably not. Oh sure. Oh, yeah, you can find a list yeah, for sure. sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, but the descriptions are so good. Okay, yeah. this is a one versus three game, where three players are in a box, and the other player moves. This is As- Mario Six. As it moves, a shell bounces around the box. If all the players die, the single player wins. This is not clear to me how you actually play this. Yeah, this is Mario Party 6. Oh, so the other player is moving the box around. Okay. Got it. Okay, okay. So there's a shell in the middle of a box. We're all in a box together, yep, three yep, of yep. us. Got it. Uh, Ian's oh, shaking yeah, the box yeah, yeah. up with yeah. a shell in there, trying to get, make that shell hurt us. Okay. Crazy. A turtle shell, yeah. Is that called boxed in, present panic, or crate in peril? Present pen. <laughs> it's not present. Boxed in. It's not boxed in. Crate and peril. Crate and peril. That's so good. That's a good. Honestly, wow. that's a good pun. Yeah, that's a good pun. Crate and peril. Wow. Mario Party Seven. Players run to the finish line, dodging spinies, trap doors, and mechanical punching walls. Is that fun run, dodgy dash, or risky race? Risky race. I like risky race too. Dodgy yeah. dash. It's not. It's not any it's of those. Fun, fun run. run. It's fun, fun run. run. Really? That sucks. Yeah, that's pretty weak. Mario Party Seven. It's a Mario Boy. Party One yeah. title. There have been a lot of Mario Party games. Yeah, yeah. We're, <laughs> we're seven. There. I think they're they're kind of losing it a little bit. Fun for sure. run. Fun run. <laughs> really? Mario Party Eight. Players spin the Wii remote to raise a flag. First to raise it to the top wins. <laughs> that just that that doesn't even sound fun. No, it does not. Just put it on the desk. Is that called? Raising Rampage, Crank to Rank, or Flag Frenzy? Flag, Flag Frenzy. Frenzy. It's Crank to Rank. Crank, crank, crank to, to Rank? rank? Crank yeah. to Rank? <laughs> that is awful. Yeah, it is. It's so awful that I kind of <laughs> like it. Crank to Rank, baby. <laughs> oh, we got Crank to Rank. Let's play. Like to rank, like rank on a list, you know? Yeah. Like you're yeah. cranking to be ranked higher. Oh, of higher. course. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who crank made this to Rank. Who made this uh, love and respect. Uh, let me go. Oh, uh, uh, hobo, classiest hobo. Oh, nice. they yeah. should hire. Yeah, yeah. these games. You've written better puns. They are very much better. Fun Run is terrible. I wonder if that's yeah. where this is all born from. Like, I can come up with better names. <laughs> yeah, than this. yeah, yeah. Dang it! 
These are terrible. Mario Party 9. Players rotate a vase using the Wii Remote to analyze the patterns. Ten select the matching pattern, then select the matching pattern from three 2D images. That also sounds super lame. Okay, yeah, so we're, we're rotating a vase yeah, around. Yeah, we're just trying to match yeah. picture, yeah. Oh, okay, that, okay. I, that's kind of a fun game. I, I get it. Uh, okay, is that Pattern Picker, Jar Jumble, or Earn It? Uh, U R N. God, I hope it's Earn It. I want to go. I want to go with Earn It. Earn It is so good. It's actually Earn It. Oh, Mario Earn It. I kind of like Jar Jumble. Jar Jumble. Okay, moving on to Mario Party Ten. Is that the Car One? Yes. Wait, this is Bowser. So even Nine was Car One. Ten is Car One plus Bowser. This is the Wii U. Woof. Yeah, this is a one versus three game. There are two car ones? Where three players hold watermelons, and the other has a hammer and tries to smash the melons. That actually sounds fun. Yeah. Is this fruit fight, melon mash, or watermelon whaling? Melon, melon mash. Melon mash. It's yeah. watermelon whaling. <laughs> what? <laughs> translation, <laughs> translation problem. <laughs> what does that mean? Like I'm wailing on a watermelon. Well, I know what it means, but what? <laughs> it's not a pun. <laughs> watermelon. Well, that makes me think of whaling, like yeah, hunting. like hunting whales. <laughs> yeah, let's get the harpoons. <laughs> Lastly, Super Mario Party game yeah. we played just tonight. All right. Players compete to be in the center of a photo being taken yeah. by Koopa. Yeah, we know Boy. this. We played this one. Yeah, I, is I it? I can say. Okay, go ahead. Slapperazzi. It's Slapperazzi. Slapperazzi. Once you see that, you don't know what it is. What are the other options? I do not like Slapperazzi. What are the other options? I love Slapperazzi. Oh, yeah, we we just deserve that. The first time Huber made Bowser take up the entire frame (laughs) was beautiful. Photo fighting and flash mobbing. Oh, those are good. Flash mobbing is actually good. Even just flash mob would be fun. Yeah, that's good. Uh, we should end there. Yep, yep, yep. It is time to do bets. Sorry, there were some good submissions this week. But, hey, you know what? Submit them again next week. Thank you, everybody. Uh, next week's bet, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 will be released on October 12th. Next Tuesday. It's October 12th Friday, by the way. That's a Friday, right? Uh, no. October 12th. October 12th is this Friday. Is this, this Friday. Friday. That's Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I'm Kay. sorry. Friday, so it comes October out in two 12th. Days? What's up? This game comes yeah. out in two days? Yeah. Two days. Yep. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's go. That's the, that's the song they use in the commercials. Weird commercials. Yeah, yeah, I seen, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen them for some reason. They have two different ones. They have, like, this, this semi-serious one where they're showing, like, um, zombies and stuff like that. But then they have, like, we're making viral commercials using people from the community commercials where it's, like, they show NFL players on the heads. You know what? Moving on. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I've seen <laughs> You have seen those? I've seen those, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Next Tuesday, we'll be streaming some Blackout. That's the uh, the Battle Royale mode of Black Ops 4. What, stream. what we're going to do for this bet is we're going to spend 10 seconds on the plane. We're going to press drop and not touch the analog stick. We're just going to drop where the plane drops us after 10 seconds on a plane. Once we hit the ground, we press forward on the left analog stick all the way. How long until we die? The timer begins when the boots hit the ground. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Timer begins when the boots hit the ground. Brandon Jones. Seven minutes. Wow. Wow. Uh, I just wanted to cover the low end, so I went with 40 seconds. Damn Mm -hmm. it. Ben. I also did seven minutes. Oh, no way. Wow. That's so cool. That's Have really, you really cool. It? 
Oh, I played the beta, yeah. I wanted to make I sure. I have not played beyond the beta. But. Blood does not get the low end, so I did 36 <laughs> seconds. Uh, Ian. And I've I got the more you know likely low end, yeah. though. No, no, I did not know. <laughs> and I wanted to make sure that you guys didn't get the middle end, so I did one minute, 12 seconds. Oh, you know what? That That's might pretty good. That might be the winning bet because there's yeah. a huge gap between that and seven. Yeah, I've got like yeah. one through like four and a half or something. Yeah, it's a good bet. Let's get bet. Let me lock Woo! that in. I don't know. Maybe I'll wait I think it could last longer it yeah, could yeah. very much dude. Uh, so wait are we doing that during the stream or no after we'll do it after the stream okay, that'll be to keep it a surprise that's stream poison as well just yeah. like oh, okay yeah. everybody we're just trying to die <laughs> hey we're just trying to tank here <laughs> be fun. yeah okay, yeah uh last week's bet was about assassin's creed odyssey which came out last friday right. october 5th uh i went to youtube.com yeah and i searched for assassin's creed odyssey i went to the third video down how many seconds would it be until i witnessed a kill jones you bet it would be 30 seconds. Damiani bet 10. Brad bet 8 seconds. I bet 32. Ian, you bet it would be 1 second until Woo! we saw a kill. Right away, baby. Wow. Here's the thing. <laughs> you know, I googled it. I, I went into an incognito uh, browser. So, you know, my prior search results wouldn't affect anything. The third video down is easiest romances in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> Yes. yes! So this was a guide from Games Radar on the quickest romances you could have. There was not a kill until 2 minutes and 24 seconds into this video. Blast! Thus, my bet of 32 seconds is the winning bet. Damn it. Ugh. There was actually a kill, though. There was a kill. And actually, there was a lot of fighting, and I was like, is that a kill? Nope, nope, nope. Because they say in the upper right-hand corner when there was a, a stealth kill. Yeah, they're like, uh, this person needs help, and so if you go kill these people, they'll love you. And it's like, okay, okay. all right, weird. But yeah, you can... Um, I don't think if I've... I don't know if I've publicly shared the awkward moments from the Ubisoft preview event. Now's the time. Yeah. With romance? These are <laughs> With the romance awkward romance things, options? Because, okay. Because <laughs> the female developer, for one, and then there was somebody else, like a, a tech person... And and she was telling me like, yeah, if you want to have sex, pick that option. If you want to have sex, go there. And I'm like, was it the guy with white hair? Uh, Who is your romance option? No, no, it's a uh, it's a woman early early oh, okay. on. Okay, right. uh, But uh, is it Odessa? Yeah. Oh, that was the one in the video. Odessa's in this video. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's the only one I actually saw, I think. Mm -hmm. But it was, it's like, okay, number one, this is something I probably, if I knew that was where it was going, I probably wouldn't choose to do on my own. Mm -hmm. With multiple people standing behind watching me, I definitely don't want to do it. She's like, if you want a bone, go over like, <laughs> just, <laughs> I imagine, just, like, <laughs> just, just like, the, like, tap on the shoulder, yeah. like, yeah. You're not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine her saying, if you want to have sex, go here, and Bloodworth just, Quietly turns the other way. <laughs> it goes the opposite direction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well. That's really funny. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, that brings our totals to Red Grouse 13. <laughs> Gorgeous Gorillas 20. Uh -huh. Droopy Eagles Four. 14. <laughs> Switcher Snakes 6. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about patreon.com slash easy allies. Jones, are you still mad about losing that one? You're ahead of me now. I am ahead of you Ooh. officially. So yes. And also, yes. what sucks is we're still super far away from the gorgeous gorillas, but we're also far away from teaming up. Like you and I have, the more the better you and I do, the worse our chances are of actually winning by the end of the year. But I'm still gonna try to win every bet. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, uh, Patreon.com/slash Easy Eyes is a Patreon-funded organization. Uh, 
obviously we post stuff to YouTube, we, we do stuff on Twitch, but uh, the primary reason we are able to exist is Patreon. And uh, people give us money every month to do what we do. If you uh, give us $5 or more a month, you not only get to submit to to uh, the RPG thing, Recruit Me, or, or, or Love and Respect. I forgot my own segment name. Uh, but you, you uh, get this podcast two days early. Audio, you want an audio? You get that two days early. Video, you want to watch the video? You get that two days early. That is a benefit of the $5 or more. But there are, of course, plenty of other tiers, plenty of other benefits. Yeah. You get other shows early, too. Not every show, but a lot of them. Yeah, you get Frame Trap early. Yes. Yeah. What else? Huber uh, High. You get, uh, Huber, Huber Syndrome, Syndrome is early when it can be early. It's not always early. Yeah, I mean, but some of them you, are just like, a, like a day before. Done. Mm, okay. Reaction shots, you have to be in the $7 and up movie club, but you get that when it's done. Movie Fiasco club. Nuts, you do early, right? Fiasco Nuts is early, yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay. Extended benefits. Check it out. Check out that website. It is time to see if Reginald has survived. <laughs> Reginald. Uh, we did not elude him into the party, so his chances are less. I don't know. I, gotta, I think you can maybe take it. Is that a one? That's a one. He lived. Oh, Uh-oh. no. Reginald survived. Oh, He's coming after so us. Much sense. I knew it. I jinxed us. He's coming after but us. But do we hear anything about his combat ability? He just seemed to absorb damage. Yeah, he does yeah, not yeah. have combat ability, but he basically made the other party invincible. Hmm. Good job, team. <laughs> just because you thought he'd be annoying? <laughs> That's right. But they have to listen That's to correct. him. Yeah. Wow. He may not stay in that party for long. Our rogues gallery grows. Yeah, because uh, now he's an, our antagonist, right? I'll let uh. you... Uh, there's the antagonist with one arm, but maybe this is like the antagonist for this arc. Yeah. So I, I presume the one-armed antagonist is going to be away for a while because we cut off his arm. And then this one, this guy, Reginald. So who's gotten into the party? Just Slither and Steve? Just Slither and yeah. Steve. Phillips. Phillips? Yeah. <laughs> Everything has. And meanwhile, we got Reginald, the invincible ogre, who like takes in damage for other people, and some sort of time master who can see a day ahead of time. (laughs) Right, that guy. (laughs) What are you saying? Uh, uh, Peek behind the curtain. What I do is basically you have, because I was thinking about changing it. You got a twenty percent chance of survival. It's a one or a two. You get to survive if you're not on the team, and then a forty percent chance. One, two, three, or four. If we do allow you on the team. You're rolling a D six. Uh, this is a D10. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Right, so I wanted to keep it low. Numbers. I wanted to keep it most people die. I like that. But Reginald surviving there is, I don't like that one bit. <laughs> but, yeah. 20% is good. On a one. Yeah. On a one. Strong roll. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I like how, I like how optimistic of our own prowess your dice rolls are. Like that their chances get so much worse if they're not with us. Yeah, they do. Yeah. We'd help them. I, I like the idea of the person that came up with that being like, Actually, there was something I didn't tell you. He can also influence dice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking when you did that. I was like, he's good at surviving. Yeah. Hmm. We should not have let that guy go. Uh, <laughs> I get the right and responsibility to share my Twitter handle with the world. I get to promote any Easy Allies video I'd like to promote. I get the final word and anything I've disagreed with, I want to reiterate, it just popped into my head. And I get to sign off with my trademark sign off. You can follow me at Kyle Bossman. It's been maybe a month since my last tweet. I'll get on that. Uh, <laughs> it's like a confessional. <laughs> These are my confessions. Uh, the video I'll be promoting for the, probably the next two months is Box Peak, mm. which I rushed through last week. We were rushing through the end of the podcast to get it done on time last week. 
let me explain what box peak is to you. You're listening to this podcast. That is, those are two unappealing words to me. I don't want to watch this. Let me explain to you, please. It is, I guess we can call it a crude animation show. And that is basically puppets. They're paper puppets. They're two-dimensional drawings I cut out, attached to popsicle sticks, and <laughs> give character to. This is a program. This is a show. There's voice acting. There's music. There's a story here. There's jokes. Imagine Yu-Gi-Oh! Imagine Beyblade made with paper people. And that is what I've made. That is premiering October 26th on Easy Allies. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Feels pretty exciting. We have five episodes in season one. And so uh, basically we'll do Mondays after that. October 26th is a Friday. And so, yeah, October 29th, episode two. And every Monday after that, new ep. Kyle, on camera and off camera, that Mm -hmm. is the most confident I've ever heard you talking about box peak it's because i got five done jones it's like it, <laughs> you're, i've changed. You're changed man i've changed a little bit having five done it's honestly <laughs> this thing's been bearing down on me i was looking at footage of my like when i first announced it and i was just like this guy is so stupid because i'm just like <laughs> i'm like okay we're gonna fund it and then maybe like a month and a half or two months later i'm gonna start rolling out episodes and i'm like you stupid idiot <laughs> Shut up. It's like, it's so funny to see a former version of yourself ruining yourself. It's like, man, but hey, five apps done. Pretty cool. They're pretty good episodes. Excited for people to see them later this month. That's almost the last word too. So I'll, I'll tie that into there. Uh, my trademark sign off is of course. What's up? Huh? Oh, I'm ready. Tomorrow is forever all hours. What do you mean you let him out? Turned out to be a koala.